When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. They did it. The Illinois final line, I finally get a win. They got the win 27-24 to over Maryland in Maryland on the road. I forgot what watching Illinois football beat a Big Ten team looks like. They finally did it. Um, we're going to talk about what kind of led to the win. What does this mean for Illinois, where they look at better at, um, what kind of changes seem to be made. Um, and we're going to discuss all that on this post-game Illini football part of the Coach Steve show, so make sure you're liked and subscribed to the YouTube channel. Follow it right on Apple and iTunes. Uh, follow right on even on Spotify. It's a new feature. You could um, rate it there as well. Um, check out all the affiliates in the description below. Leave a comment in the comment section down below as well. Um, check out all the other videos. Great stuff out there for everybody. Um, so Illinois travels to Maryland uh, to take on the Turpins, the Turtles, whatever you want to call them. And they win on a late field goal by Caleb Griffin and get the win 27 to 24. Um, Illinois, like I said in the preview, if you listen to it, that they were very close, in my opinion, to kind of being in a downward spiral, which is not where we want this Illinois football team to be at all. Any fans of your team, you don't want that at all. And we kept hearing how difficult questions were going to have to be asked and, and difficult conversations were going to have to be had and how they're coaching defense, but especially on offense, why does it look the way it is? What's their identity? Are they a run team? Are they a pass team? You know, all those things. And we thought we were going to have it answered versus Purdue. Then we thought we were definitely going to have it answered versus Nebraska. So then coming into this game, very worried. Uh, Illinois was the underdog. Maryland is a very much improved football team. Uh, do not get it twisted. This was not a – I know people are going to look at this and say, oh, it's just Maryland. No, this is not just Maryland. Uh, they usually start off hot and then they, they kind of – they play tough and then they just can't seem to finish. Um, they were 5-1 and one coming in. Now they're 5-2. and two. Illinois was 2-4, and four, now 3-4. and four. They were 0-3 in conference. Now they're 1-3 in conference. I mean, Maryland took Ohio State to the extreme, and it took Ohio State to remember that they're Ohio State and finally turned it on and put it to Maryland. But Maryland has really talented receivers. They have a fast defensive line, and with Illinois struggles pass protection-wise and the non-consistency of running the football, and the turnovers from Luke Altmaier and interceptions, 
you know, what kind of questions, what kind of stuff are we going to see? What kind of questions are we going to have answered? And one thing that I noticed was defensively, they did pressure Tugavailoa, and I thought that they were able to do that, you know, when they needed to. And in big moments, they were able to move him around in the pocket. Now, he is athletic. He can move around. But I said in the preview, if you can move him and get him away from the pocket and somehow disrupt any type of rhythm that he would get into, you're going to put yourself in a good situation. And I thought Newton got a lot of pressure. I thought we started to blitz a little more. Watching the game and then re-watching it, I felt like the defense is finally starting to find itself, and dare I say, because I never want to keep comparing the defense to last year's defense, dare I say our secondary corners and safeties were making the type of plays we were used to seeing last year. They were being very physical with the receivers. They were poking the ball out. They were making life a lot more difficult in the deep pass. So dare I say they were making – you know, Sidney Brown and Witherspoon, you know, all those type of plays. I, I dare I say they were making those type of plays versus Maryland today. And that's the type of confidence that we need to start seeing from our secondary and our corners and safeties. Um, Johnny, you know, Newton's going to do his thing. Randolph was out, but I thought they got pressure. And I think finally we, as fans, hopefully, and I think them as coaching staff, they're not okay with giving up big plays, but they seemed more receptive. If they give up a play, they did not seem to dwell on it. Body language in that aspect to me was a lot better, and they were able to bounce back on any type of big play that they might have given up. But the big thing is Illinois' defense has always has had a hard time this year getting off the field, getting off the field, and especially on third down. They Maryland, they kept – 5 of 15 on third down. And that was a big that's a way to keep your football team in it to compete and you know come away with a victory and so to keep the third down 5 of 15 that is huge for that Illini defense. And that's because they were very physical with the receivers off the line. They were making those, you know, last year esque type of plays that we were used to seeing on defense. And again, any type of first down or some type of big play they were okay with. You know, they responded better. You know, Maryland still got their yards. They were 380 yards. It's still a lot. So that's why I'm saying I think, you know, even in this game, they kept bringing up last year's stats for the defense for Illinois. And I'm just tired of always comparing them. Yeah, we could talk about, yes, the numbers aren't the same and everything, but we cannot compare those things. Like Alabama's. Like, they try to always compare Alabama's defenses and stuff because that's that's who they are. That's kind of where they name their brand. Even them, you can't always compare those type of things. So always comparing it to last year's defense, I don't think they really need to be doing that over and over and over again. This is who they are. They're trying to you know, continue to play and get better. We're young, experienced playing-wise um, in certain positions. But they were getting pressure on Tua. Or not Tua. They got pressure on Tua Valoa. Um, and they really got off the field. 5 of 13, 5 of 15 for third down for Maryland is huge. And I just thought that they were rallying to the football a lot better. Um, they caused a fumble um, and, a, and a crucial moment there. Uh, Maryland did have the ball maybe just a slide of over a minute longer than Illinois. Um, but they, they, they made the tackles when they need to. They made, like I said, a lot of plays deep down the field. 
And I thought that was a big difference in the game uh, from that defensive side of the ball. Like I said, Tagovailoa got his stuff, 27 of 39, 266 yards and two touchdown passes, one coming late. Um, but, you know, they're going to get theirs. They're very talented. Um, and, and, you know, Maryland's not a bad football team. And so you're, you're looking at it saying it's just Maryland. It's not just Maryland. Um, the big story was what's the offense going to look like for Illinois? And I, they, they played complimentary football. I cannot speak today. They complimented each other. And it wasn't, well, we have to run the ball so many times as we pass the football. They finally had a little bit of a run game with Caden uh, Fegan. He is the true freshman. He had 84 yards rushing on 19 carries. Uh, Reggie Love third was out. McCray was out, so they had to rely on him and Adrian Lowry. And then they also had to rely on some zone runs and the GT big run that Luke Altmeyer had on that GT read to after the quarterback while they run GT counter or he can keep it and run. He looked way more poised in the pocket. I thought he looked more back in command of the offense that we saw way back in week one. Um, even during the, the scrimmage, I thought stuff like that we started to see from that side of the ball. He would, Luke Altmaier was 16 of 28, 206 yards. He had two touchdown passes. Isaiah Williams finally got a touchdown this season. Um, he did have the interception. I thought it was a huge pass interference. Like he tackled him as he was catching it, you know, and so I don't really – you could, he's going to get the blame for it, obviously, on the stat sheet, but uh, it looked like the guy got tackled and it was tipped, so it is it is what it is. I don't know if you're going to necessarily say it's his fault. And then Luke Goldmeyer, obviously, he had 13 carries on those zone reads and a couple scrambles for 29 yards as long as it was 26. So he ran and did those zone read balls in certain good situations. Illinois was 6 of 16 on third down. You want to see that be a lot better. Uh, they just were not getting – They in the first half, they were getting more third down and shorts, and as they went along, it started to become third and longs. But they had 337 total yards, which, again, it, the offense just seemed a lot better, a total of 131 rushing yards. You finally got back to, I think, this should be more of an identity. You even saw like a 13 personnel one time. You saw the tight ends involved. Um, they were able to spread the ball around a little bit. Pat Bryant, Casey Washington, Isaiah Williams – Fegan, like they all had catches. Uh, the big catch there at the end that they needed to get down and hit the field goal was huge. You know, 61 yards for Pat Bryant. Casey Washington at 60. Isaiah Williams chipped in with 43. Uh, Pat Bryant was that wide open touchdown pass, the longest of 44. So they just, they were able, they're not going to, this is not going to be an offense that's going to go out there and score 50, 60 points. And maybe not even 40s, but if they can play that tough on defense and then on offense just be able to run the football, do short passing games, that's another thing I noticed, unless somebody was wide open. A lot more short passes for Luke Altmeyer. And I think that was always, you know, I've said in pre-games and talked about Illinois, that's the key where if you do short passes, play actions, it will allow him to see the football be completed and it allows some confidence and then play if you're running the football and they realize that the running back is a problem. And if Luke Goldmeyer can do some zone reads or any type of run read, what it doesn't matter what it is, they have to account for that. And I'm not saying you have these design runs for him because you don't want to take all these hits, but you have that in the arsenal. They understand it, they got a game plan for it, they have to look at it. The big takeaway, because another one that's talked about a lot was the offensive line. Now I know some sacks were given up. Um, Luke Altmaier was moving around the pocket a little bit and people don't understand that with a court as a quarterback, if you start to take off a little bit early before 
it will change the trajectory, the direction, excuse me, of the defensive line, which way they are going. And then the offensive lineman thinking the right, the quarterback's right behind them. They move one way. Now they now it's gonna jerk them one way or the other. I personally thought that the offensive line played a lot better. I thought they played a lot better blocking wise. And you could say what you want about the sacks. I thought overall pass protection was a lot better than it has been in previous games. I noticed a lot of full man slides where you're sending all five one direction and then the running back is picking up the D-gap defender or the C-gap defender. Um, If there is no D-gap defender where, you know, if you're calling something to the left, all five linemen are sliding to the left unless they have a C and a D-gap defender because then the running back's got to pick up one. Those are good for longer passes, um, but... They're also good for quick game, and the only part of that is that you might lose your running back out of the backfield. You can chip and go for that. That's why sometimes people necessarily don't do the full man slides um, all the time. But Illinois has to figure out a way to get the pass protection you know, back, and I noticed a lot of that slide protection and sliding that protection into blitzes or into a overhang blitzer put Luke Altmaier in good positioning, which allowed him to get rid of the football. And then the times they, that they did some type of Bob, big on big pass protection, I thought the O-line held it up. I, I thought it held up um, for what has been going on this year. Was it perfect? No. But what kind of helped them get that confidence? Well, they were running the football. Now, with, like I said, the, the numbers aren't staggering, popping out at you, but they were running the football a lot more effectively. Um, and that allows... <clears throat> some confidence for that offensive line because they're running the football. They can feel how tough or what kind of push they're going to get from the D line. Now when they pass protect, excuse me, they are getting more confident in that part of the game. And then when they know that Luke Altmaier is completing some of those passes, they continue to get um, more confidence. And I thought just overall, the offense looked a lot better. This is what Illinois is going to see what they're going to seem like. And again, we're dealing with, experienced wide receivers, we're dealing with new tight ends, we're dealing with linemen in new positions, we're dealing with a new quarterback. If we had Tommy DeVito back, I would expect us to score a lot more points. And then if we had healthy running backs, I would expect us to score more points. With Luke Oltmeyer still trying to feel out this offense, still trying to be that leader in the pocket, um, in the huddle, uh, the linemen pieces of where they're at, new tight end, you have a true freshman running back back there until they come back healthy. This is the type of offense that we're going to look like. And the big one of the big tone setters was that, that fourth and one or fourth and two um, down there near the goal line. Uh, they uh, Maryland calls a timeout. Um, Coach Bielan gets talked into going for it. They were going to kick a field goal. They got talked into going for it, uh, went for it, ran it in, boom. You got nothing to lose. I mean, you're two and four. What are you going to lose now? Run the ball in for the touchdown. That's exactly what they needed to be more confident. That's exactly the type of tone setter you need for that offensive line to know, like, hey, we're going to trust you now. You know, you, you, you're struggling, but here's the way to try to show that we're still behind you. And just body languages and everything looked a lot better. They really needed this win. You could tell the relief from Coach Bielema, Coach Loney Jr., Coach Aaron Henry, uh, Josh Women, the athletic director, and the players. They really, really needed this win. And it was a big win. I don't want to hear it was just Maryland. Like, this is a good Maryland team. They needed this win. Finally, they get a win. And hopefully, as the schedule goes on, it's 
it is a schedule that they can get some wins. You know, they I wish they would have got the one versus Nebraska. They'd be set up into a different spot. Wisconsin's going to be a tough one. Minnesota's still tough, but Indiana, Iowa, Northwestern, there are some games there that they can still win. We're still looking at a bowl game. I don't know about the, the, the Big Ten Conference Championship or anything like that. You know, Iowa sitting 3-1, 6-1 overall. Wisconsin's 4-2, 2-1 overall. Um, but there, you never know. But I'm glad that – I hope that Illinois fans are still sticking with it. We don't need to write them off yet. Um, you know, it's it's a big-time win. You know, I can't say that enough. said about three times. We cannot sit there and say it's just Maryland. You know, Maryland's a good team. They took Ohio – like I said, they battled with Ohio State, battled with Ohio State. We, we, we cannot, you know – dismiss this type of win because now I've always said this confidence is king. So if the offense continues to do those things, has the tight end involved, gets a run game going, short passing game, um, able to spread the ball around to different receivers and get the ball quick. And if they continue that slide protection with the offensive line and continue to practice that, I think they're going to be good. You know, some, especially in college, they want to do big on big to give the quarterback a lot more time. It kind of helps with a little bit of stunts because they're communicating but if they can't do it, they can't do it. I think that's why we saw a lot of slide protection today. Um, and then if Luke Allmark continues to hold on, you know, take care of the football, I think they can just play off of each other. And the defense, you know, showing some signs of last year, um, especially, like I said, in the secondary, things are going to be fine. Um, but Illinois got that win, 27-24 over Maryland. Uh, hopefully this gets them back on track. <clears throat> and they're going to host Wisconsin next week. Um, and that's gonna that's a huge big time game. You know, obviously Coach Bielma used to coach at Wisconsin. Illinois has beaten Wisconsin the last few times they played. They they got them last year. Excuse me, they got them last year. Yeah, Wisconsin. This is a totally new Wisconsin team. So be curious to see how that goes. But um, if Illinois can get up for that game, continue to play tough, they're going to be in a good spot. Um, so I don't. Let's not write off this Illinois team yet. Yes, sitting at three and four is not where we thought they'd be sitting. But we have to think about all the new pieces they've had to put into this team. Uh, some have been transfers, and so they have to learn how to play their way, uh, the way Illinois wants them to play, and tweak some things. And then you have new play caller. Then you have new – like just a lot of things that are going with Illinois and on paper. Maybe they should be better than three and four, but that's why the game is not played on paper. And so we just have to not write off this Illinois team. Um, that'll wrap up this uh, post-game episode of Illinois versus Maryland football. Uh, make sure you like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow and rate on Apple and iTunes and Spotify. Leave a comment in the comment section down below as well. Check out all the affiliates. Follow Coach underscore Steve72 on Twitter uh, or X, whatever it's called. Um, Instagram, Coach Steve72 as well there. Uh, Coach Steve Show on Facebook. Uh, thank you guys for watching and listening. This is Coach Steve. We will see you guys next time.